manufacturing, technology, hot topics, and a little bit of tomfoolery. This is the MTD Podcast. Uh, welcome to today's MTD Podcast. Boom. Series 2, Episode 6. Correct. Correct, yeah. And we're here uh, at Romy Machine Tools in Rugby. Uh, we've actually been here uh, today for their event. They've had an open day today, which has been quite well attended. Some new technology on show, which we're going to talk about. Got lots of facts and, in fact, questions to the guys about Romy, which we're going to put them on the spot in a minute, which they're not aware of. And then we've got old Eduardo joining us shortly. Uh, and he'll be able to tell us more about the company and how business is at the moment. But I'm joined by uh, Gio, Lindsay and Joe. Good I'm afternoon, Paul. guys. Afternoon. And girls. Paul, am I a guy? No, I sort of said guys you, you and said girls. Go- oh, did you say did, girls? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said oh, you I'm a guy. You haven't got a pair of headphones. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all well? Really good. Yeah, end of a busy day, but great day. Yeah, it has been a busy day, hasn't it, Joe? You, you, you actually got here early this morning, didn't you? You beat the floodwaters. Yeah, you know me, mate. Yeah, first up, again. First up, last to bed. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Gio, you, you're, not, you're just around the corner, aren't you? So yeah, not far, not long. far. I'm off to Sully Hall tonight, though, for my uh, nephew's birthday, so just a bit further to go tonight. Yeah, good. Uh, Lindsay, is this the first time you've been to Rome? No, it's probably about my third or fourth, actually. Yeah. You know what? I think they're a really friendly bunch of guys. Yeah, they had a lot of suppliers here today as well, haven't they? So that makes it look even busier, doesn't it? But that has been quite a good good footfall. Okay, we're going to start with some facts. So for those of you that don't know much about Romy, uh, I'm going to put the guys on the spot. Well, firstly, I'm going to tell you some facts. That, uh, the, the company was initially founded in 1930. But I want to know, when do you think they, they developed or sold their first machine tool? And what was it? We'll go to G-Man first. I'm going to say that they probably sold their first machine tool around... 1940s, 1950s, and I'd can say it's a lay. Can we have a specific? Not 1945, oh, a lay. to have that one. You've been reading the website, Lindsay? I would have said 1945 and a lay. Okay. Sorry, that's the well, same that's as exactly you, but same. I think I've read the website. <laughs> Is it like a game show? If I go one above, if it's like way <laughs> oh, yeah. above, I win. So 19, 1946 and it was a lathe. It, it is, apart from there's no prizes. It was actually 1941 oh, was the first God. machine, and it oh. was um, for uh, machining engine parts. It was a lathe. It was a lathe, so you were right. Uh, but quite interestingly, and I, I wonder whether you can guess this, do you know what the brand was initially called? Because it wasn't Romy. I don't know. No, you've got me there. It, it was actually Imor. Mm. Hello, we've gone blank. That's the first time. No, I'm, I'm waiting for a yeah. gag. But no, is no, that yeah. what it's a gag. <laughs> it was actually Imor. We'll come back to why in a little while. But um, then in the 1950s, in fact 1956, Romy uh, made the first car that was made in Brazil. See, mm-hmm. I did know that. Which we've seen in some trade shows, in fact. Azetti or something. Azetta. Azetta. Yeah, yeah. And do you know how many do you think of those they made? Quite a lot, actually. Yeah. I, can't, I don't know the exact figure, but there uh, were 10,000. 10,000? No, Lindsay, any kisses up? Well, uh, 3,000, which is quite a number, isn't it? There's still, still a few in stock. Okay. <laughs> but then they changed their name in 1969 to Romy. Right, but this is where this is where it gets interesting. Why do you think they went from Imor to Romy? Is it backwards? It's backwards. Yeah, yeah I was about to go. say that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I was the one who got that first. So I'm. But the original I'm family name was an Italian name, which was Romy. But because of the World Wars, they didn't want to have an association with Europeans, so they actually turned it backwards and called it Imor. But then what happened, of course, after the Second World War and time elapsed, in the 19, late 1960s and 1969, they actually then changed it back to the family name, which is Romy, as they were integrating into Europe. 
Um, so quite a fascinating story, yeah. that one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it quite interesting as well because Mr. Romy, when he first started, he had a lathe, he couldn't afford to buy one, so he made one himself, and that's where it all really began. I know, Gio, you know a bit about that. He started off in agriculture. Yeah, and I think he, he came from Italy, actually. He went to Brazil. Um, he was in agriculture. He was manufacturing parts for the agricultural business. He had one lathe, couldn't afford his yeah. second, as Lindsay mentioned, so he actually made one. So... It was that good, people wanted to start buying them. Well, that's the same as what Joe does with his shoes. (laughs) No no finance back then, obviously. That's why they got holes in. Uh, Yeah, and in 1976, they they, uh, had a huge foundry. They they, um, opened their first huge foundry. 1984, the first CNC injection moulding machine. Um, And the first subsidiary was set up in 1998, out of Brazil. Now, there's a clue in this one. It was... It was in, uh, it, the name of it is the same as Joe's favourite food. Hamburger. Was, where Chocolate. Was it? <laughs> Could have been Hamburg in Germany, but it was Apple? Carrot? <laughs> Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky <laughs> in the States. Oh, the brands are, fast food brands are available. Uh, and then as we uh, draw to a close of my quiz, as I'm sure you'll be pleased to hear, in 2008, it's when they opened this UK subsidiary. Mm. Uh, and a, a, another fact on this, would you believe that this business, just to give you the, the scale of it, 150,000 machines sold up until 2010. Wow. Now, they're kind of saying that that, that number is now probably 160,000. Uh, now, we're almost 10 years on from that. But that just shows you the scale of this company. Um, so, yeah, that's a bit of the background. But what about what we've seen today? What are you seen, Gio, that you liked? Yeah, is obviously, I mean, it goes without mentioning the, the, the new GL300S. I think it's um, a brand new product from Romy Machine Tools. Uh, it made its UK debut here today. I think the fact that it's a, a modular kind of uh, machine tool in a way where they're using the, the same casting throughout the machine tool range is, is, a, is a great way in which to manufacture machine tools just to keep, be able to be competitive and keep that cost down so you, you're giving your customers the very best product at the very best price I think it's very clever yeah. Lindsay? I've just seen a really impressive cut today and it's on the D800 I know we launched we did a premiere for it back in I think it was June July time but for me like we go to lots of events we go to lots of shows and you see really impressive parts you know like you say on the five axis you can see uh, just the most amazing cuts and shapes that get made but even though the end product the demo wasn't okay wow it's not like you know a globe or something like that the cuts were incredible and the metal removal was so impressive I, I don't think I've ever ever seen metal get removed that quickly it was something like 40 um, at the 40 angle of a, a ramping cut was just so impressive I, I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah, exactly exactly that really we quite often see these beautiful pieces that look like trophies in the end yeah. but that's Let's face it, good old engineering tends to be three, four axes machining, and that's what we've seen on the D800 today. And that was EN24T. Yeah, yeah, yeah ex- okay. exactly that. So it was kind of metal tooling, and obviously the D800 version 5 machine from Romy. Just goes to you know show what can be achieved if you've got the right machine, the right cutting tool to get in a decent marriage. And, and they were drilling with an end mill as well and taking huge cuts off it. Yeah, it sounds like at the moment the noise, if you can hear it in the background, is people dragging tables around as they're, uh, as they're trying to get away um, before it gets dark. But, uh, yeah, no, I think some of the machines on show have been fantastic today. I mean, I, I always used to like the GL280 as a small turning centre, but now they've stepped up to the 300. I think that just illustrates their intentions for the UK market. Subspindle, uh, where, where, where they want to go. But they need to be in that market, really, mm. to compete these days. Uh, and what I've really learned from today as well is 
these machines, because they're solid and they're rigid machines, they're quite quiet when they're doing such cuts. And I think everyone has yeah, kind of walked away. Pardon? Yeah, do you remember? Pardon? <laughs> got me on that one right well Eduardo's going to be joining us very very shortly uh, but before he does there's been some automation uh, and there's been some automation here as well this week isn't there on the halter this is becoming com- quite common isn't it the machine tool yeah yeah for me whether it halter or other brands you know it, it's it's going to be everywhere you go now it is you know it heard statistics of like 15% of machine tool inquiries at Mac 2016 had um, automation inquiries at 2018 it was nearly 50 so yeah yeah so what, what what's it going to be in 2020 it's not going to go down is it no no what about the injection moulding side Gio what have you picked up there I really I, I learned a lot actually and I, I like the fact that you know Roaming machine tool offer obviously machine tools as we know them but also offer injection moulding machines so we, we learned about the synergy between the two so there's a lot of uh, engineers some that I know Victoria drop forgings for example that are manufacturing mould tools <laughs> they may have done uh, they're, they're manufacturing uh, mould tools on their D1000s why not then go and, and actually make moulds as well and, and enter a different arena as well and, and make money that way? So the fact that they offer both and support both is, is a great uh, testament to Romy and, and some, something that they can help you with. Uh, Lindsay, uh, I hope they've got the safety boots <laughs> if they're dropping their forgings. Oh, the, 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 the place is unbelievable, that place. The, the floor's vibrating there. It's a very yeah. historic uh, company. Also, the suppliers around. It's always good to have a good mix of suppliers, work holding, tooling, uh, and certainly here, like with the Kenner Metals on this demo that you were talking about earlier. Okay, I think what we're going to do, Eduardo's going to join us now. Lindsay, thanks for uh, no, joining thank us on No, thank you. Today's I'll see you very soon. Today. Uh, see you soon. Eduardo. Um, Welcome to MTD's podcast. Thank uh, you. If you just want to try and keep your mouth a bit close to the microphone, let's work. There's a bit of background noise behind us as people pack up. Has it been a good couple of days for you? Yes. Two days, uh, very busy with customers, uh, good contacts, good deals here, good partners. So, yes, and, and very for, good. For, for our audience as well, Eduardo, can you just um, tell us what position you are in the UK and where you fit in the, in the company? Sorry about myself, about the company. Yeah, you know yourself. <laughs> you, you you head up you head up the UK. Yes, mission. I'm the MD here in the UK. Yeah. Yes, I have been working for Romy for 20 years now. What, what keeps you here then? 20 years is a long time to be at a company. Yes, yes. Well, my life has been working for Romy. You know, it's part of my family. My grandfather working for Romy from both sides. So one. One father was like the chauffeur of the Romy family. The other one was an, a nurse that took care of the Romy, uh, Emilio Romy, that started the company. So it has been generations and talking about my family or about us, it's, I, I, it's hard to split from Romy. It's so really ha- a passion have you, working. Have, have you spent much time in Brazil at the factories? Yes. Uh, well, during this... From these 20 years, uh, 14 years was working there in Brazil, in the headquarters. And go on, Jeff. Yeah, no, I was just going to say you've got. I, I, I know a little bit about the machines. I've done a lot of research. But if you've, you've lived and breathed for 20 years, 14 years, where that actually produce these tools, you know, what are they like? What, what's your opinion on the, the, the machine quality, the build quality? Uh, one of the main features that always we say about the machines, they're really, really robust machines. Okay, this is the first thing that always come in my mind. Why Romy? It's because really, since we have uh, 
all the constructions of the machine is in our hands. So we have engineering that works for our, our foundry. So they are experts in, in making casting. So they are always sure that they will make the most robust thing. And then we have our founders. So we make our casting, we machine our casting. So the first thing is always a very solid machine. When you talk about a casting though, is it? Is it? Um, I mean, I suppose it is like a material. I suppose when you when you uh, make it in a foundry, the integrity of the, the the structure of it, you know, the mixture of the materials to make it, there must be a big aspect for you to get the best possible casting. What what are those ingredients? Uh, you know, it's a combination of manufacturers. <laughs> uh, I would say the first thing uh, is uh, really these these huge knowledge that Romy has about foundry. We started as a foundry. Well, that's right, in the 1930s, didn't you? Exactly. So when we started as a small garage there, we already had a foundry. So it's so much history and knowledge, you know, about this. Because when you make a, a machine casting, it's not necessarily all down to its weight. It's down to how you... Exactly, you know, how you construct. How you construct exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. The ribbing, what the, the gaps, the distances, the slump, exactly. angles, all of that type of thing, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And this is, you know, what the guys have been doing for the last 90 years there. I mean, it's just like Joe, just because he's big, it doesn't mean he's strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, playing rugby, I think so. so. <laughs> you're right. I am strong, but it's just a coincidence. <laughs> in, in, in regards to the castings, I mean, the, the, you're an OEM that obviously manufacture machine tools. Not every OEM actually, you know, manufactures their own castings uh -huh. and design their own castings. Exactly. So from um, that perspective, what kind of advantage is it to be able to design and manufacture your casting for your machine? Not only from a, a technical perspective, but also from a cost perspective that you can pass on to your customers. Yeah, one of the advantages we have is we are much more flexible because for example if a customer wants something different on the machine we have this flexibility to adapt the machine to maybe increase some some size of the machine or some column or whatever because everything's in our hands and, and I think that's an important point that Geo makes there because I was talking to one of your colleagues earlier who heads up European marketing Jurgen uh-huh and he was saying that there's around about 1600 machines installed around Europe but it's growing quite quickly uh-huh now uh, certainly the German market and the Italian market they're hard markets to penetrate as a result of them having their own equipment manufacturers locally based um, but you're actually making inroads in to those marketplaces yes, yes. and and especially with your semi cnc teach lathes your uh -huh. turning they've been very popular haven't they yes. so uh, it, it just shows that you know the economies of scale thing probably is working for you make your own machine you can be competitive you make a lot more and you'll sell a lot more but they wouldn't buy another one unless they thought it was quality exactly and this is uh, for example the flatbed machines uh, they to sell in a German market where they have German brands, you know, uh, uh, it's it's really tough. But the guys, they see that is a really well, you know, built very well that machine, a well-made machine. So we have been very successful 
in Germany, in the US, that are markets that we are for more time, but now more recently here in the UK, Italy. Yeah, so, it's a similar argument in the UK. Okay, we don't build many machine tools in the UK anymore. There's only uh -huh. a, a couple of the brands, but it's fair to say it's a lot of competition, isn't there, in the UK? So uh -huh. for you to come in fairly late, in all honesty, fairly late and to flourish like you are, exactly. you, know, you know, again, testament to, to the machine. Great value, isn't it? Though? It's great value, great value for money, what you actually get here in the UK in comparison to what you can get. I, I think you, you have come from almost like a standing start because I used to sell machines back 15 years ago uh -huh. and I would never have, I've never once competed against Romy, you know, it was just never uh, a machine that I competed against and it wasn't until around about, well, you only came into the UK as a subsidiary in 2008. Yes, actually in the beginning it was even more injection molding machines, so machine tools we're talking about five years now, five, six years, so it's... it's and in that time to make, to make, to, you know, dent the market that you have, I wouldn't want to be a machinery supplier coming into the UK market now with a new product, a new brand, because how hard would it be, as Joe said, that, you know, you, that, that the market's crammed as it is, but you've, it, it's testament to the, to the team that you've got, uh, mm -hmm. that you've managed to get where you've got. But you have got a great facility here. You can bring uh -huh, people here, yes. centrally located, you know, a good team of engineers, all those things yeah. help. Lot, lots of stock machines, good bang for your buck, like you say, engineers, uh -huh. you've got everything here. Yeah, and the good thing is, uh, we have the ambitions, of course, to, to grow a lot here in the UK. We know we have the potential, but we want to do step by step, you know, selling the machine, being sure the customer have the proper service they deserve for the machine. And then we see that we are having this growing step by step. All the customers that we sell the first machine, you see they buy the second, they buy the third, they buy the fourth. So this is the way we want, you know, step by step and really... Uh, and, and I think it's hard to picture unless you've been here to uh -huh. rugby the extent of the machines that you supply. I know there's not one here today, but vertical lathes, as you've said, flatbed lathes, big slant bed lathes, the new GLs, the small 280s, the VMCs, the five axis, there's not yes. a five axis. Got, got Even heavy machines like making vertical lathes with six meters of chuck, for example, or horizontal lathes with 20 meters between centers. Yeah. Yes. And, and because you're an OEM, you can afford to hold stock. You know, a lot of there's a lot of distribution in the UK where you don't necessarily hold a lot of stock, whereas here you, you, you obviously do. In exactly. regards to strategy and the scalability then of the business, Eduardo, you know, what, what are your plans moving forward? What, what, what is your strategy? What kind of areas are you looking to target? A lot, Paul mentioned full fit, simultaneous fifth axis. We, we spoke to Gordon from SolidCAM. Exactly He's having one delivered in January. So exactly. are there, are there, are there exactly. certain areas that you're looking to target? Yeah. yeah. You know, first we really want to consolidate what is more uh, our standard line because we still really believe we have a lot of to, to grow here in the UK with these standard products, with the VMC, with the new generation of slant beds. But now from next year, we'll start some more pushing in the five phase or five uh, simultaneous X direction also. We already have customers here with these yeah. machines, but it was really not a big push. So next year will be uh, the way we are going. And then step by step, bringing more products, you know, increasing uh, and our the, portfolio. I think another uh, thing that illustrates the size of the business and the clout that you have in the global market is what happened with the FANUC controls. Weren't you one of the first to get the FANUC system, uh, the new FANUC system on your machines? Yes. So. Uh, 
Final already has the IHMI in, in some other controls, okay, some other like 31 and 32. Uh, but Romy was the first OEM that worked with Fanuc to have the IHMI on the Zero Y. So we had our team going to Japan, the team from Fanuc from Japan going to Romy. So it was really a devel development together. So, and then we were the first OEM in the world to launch this new control. And I mean, it's a superb control you've got on that, uh, yeah, that you see uh, it, yeah. on, the, on the GL300 there, touch screen. Uh, we, were even, we were even playing with it earlier while it was machining and you didn't crash it, did you? you, know, you <laughs> no, I didn't, thankfully, <laughs> but no, you're right. It was, it's really impressive, lovely control, you know, nine, 19 inch, 19 inch, I believe, on, yes, on that particular uh, model. And I think it, it does help. I think it, it, in regards to, we always mention hardware and software, and we've, younger generation of engineers coming through that are so familiarized with iPad technology, when you can kind of create a machine tool that kind of they're familiar with in regards to programming, etc., cetera, it, it, it simplifies the, their, their task ahead. You know, it simplifies the programming. It's something they're already used to and accustomed to. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And the good thing about this, this new CNC is, as you were saying, looks more like the, you know, a tablet. You can yeah. even... You see, in the machine that we have here, we have one of our partners that installed the app to work with the probe system, with the preset system. So it's much more friendly and open now to integrate more things, to connect with your computer. You can open a CAD CAM if you want directly in the control now. So it's, well, I did, it's I did mention nice on the looks, Eduardo, earlier we'd done a CNC piece and I did mention on the looks of the machines, so they do look great. The next generation machines do look great. They must have had the Italian designers. <laughs> <laughs> and, do you, and do you know what? That, that would mean something for me. If I had a machine shop and I had, you know, if I was going to invest a lot of money, I'd want it to look good. No jokes, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would just like to say, Wado, there, there, there are a few machine tool vendors in the UK that, 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 that kind of boast about a 20% market share, 25% market share. There is no reason, looking at the kit that you have, that one day you won't be able to do the same. Is that your intention? Yes, absolutely. Yes. We, we have the potential, we have the capacity, we have the products. Uh, just, of course, putting our brand more and more in front of the customers. Customer giving us the opportunity to try the machine and see how good they are. And I don't see why not. Great stuff, good stuff. Well, I think it's been a very informative Thank podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Eduardo. Thank you for your uh, accommodating us over the last day or so. Oh, and uh, it's been uh, a very enjoyable event. Remember, you can come and see Romy's machines here in rugby uh, in Warwickshire. Very, very centrally located just off the uh, M6 and A14 junction. In fact, close to the M1 as well. Uh, plenty of machines here, as we've mentioned, turning centres, machining centres, five-axis machines, injection moulding machines, uh, some place to come and not only see the machines, but talk technical as well. Uh, thank you very much for all joining me today on today's podcast. We'll see you next time.